All right, welcome back to Average Joe's Cryptos. I don't know what episode this is. Jace, you got any idea? Six. Season episode, two. Season two, episode six. Man, I'm just going to start off with one thing, Jace. Oh, my headphones are hurting my ears, dude. I got real <laughs> bad cauliflower here, and it's just hurting. Um, so, you know, I know, I know that doesn't have anything to do with crypto, but it's just something I got going on. What do you got going on? Yeah, as you can see, there's a big difference in the headphones we have on. I have nice, clean AirPods on because I have no cauliflower ear. Uh, Trey has over-the-ear headphones on, and it's still hurting them. So that's hurting pretty bad. impressive. Pretty impressive. I'm not sure how he can hear much. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty uh, pretty bad bad time for you. I mean, you're just rubbing that thing all over the mats, aren't you? Mm-hmm. On, in every time zone. In every time zone, dude. I, I, I live in central time, technically. I operate in mountain time. It's the only time zone you can trust. Because that's the only one, actually, you haven't, like, stayed in for a while in the past couple months, right? Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. So no, I've like, been to, like, I've been to, like, the East Coast. Oh, Orlando. Yeah, you went to much. Florida. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah. But in yeah. July, we were in mountain. So you've been to all the time zones within the past couple months. So that's pretty... There was actually this huge like time zone debacle uh, going on at Flow for a little bit. Like I don't I don't know if it's like going on, but at our event, like the Who's Number One Championship, uh, we post our graphics in Eastern Time for some reason, and it was causing so much confusion. It was like hilarious, and I just kept Aren't you guys saying, based out of Austin. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's like a decision I think like higher up people in the company made to like go eastern time since that's like what media is based on you know like whenever a show comes out it comes like they announce it in eastern time or whatever but Mm -hmm. uh i i kept proposing that we just go mountain time because it's something everybody can trust because no one knows what it is so they'll have to look it up like no one like everyone will be doing their own research so yeah um, that obviously got shut down but i thought it would have been sick i thought it might have been on the whole arizona thing because that's pretty wildly debate that's a pretty wild thing when you think about it i i definitely stand with arizona i think they're right and everyone else is wrong yeah but it is crazy how just like i don't even sometimes i try to think about it and then i just kind of get lost but it's pretty simple actually when you don't think about it yeah they just don't go back and forth yeah not at all they're just like why would we do that and they're right why would you do yeah. that like let's just make it more confusing honestly arizona is <laughs> like the decentralized finance version of yeah. time like, they're just like, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing what the man says. We got our own thing going. And that's beautiful. So sometimes of the year, could Arizona be like two hours different than Central? Uh, I guess. I really have no like, idea. But. So like if they didn't move back and we did or something like that, and then they're already one hour behind us, so maybe that would make yeah. it two. Yeah, I guess you're right. And they would also be like – one hour difference from the place that's three minutes from them like yeah so that's crazy to think about because it's not even all of arizona isn't it isn't it or no maybe it is all most of arizona is but there's like a small part that isn't like it's like an indian reservation i think that's crazy stuff that's kind of dope to to be the gangsters of time and just be like we're not doing that but yeah yeah, but here we are. We don't even know what freaking time it is, dude. We we're supposed to record at eight thirty, then it got pushed back to eight forty-five. Now here we are at eight fifty-nine recording. What the heck? PM. We're grinding. Yeah, this this is an all-night grind for us. So if you so if you're listening, make sure and subscribe, leave a review because the boys are grinding. The Crypt Bros are grinding, dude. I thought about that name while I was driving. Crypt Bros. Crypt Bros. What do you think? I don't. I don't mind it. 
It's kind of hard to say though, to be honest. <laughs> Crypt, Crypt how would you spell it? I think you have to put the T, like C R Y P T B R O S. Crypt Bros. Yeah. But Crypt. but yeah, you want to talk about some crypto? I do. I do. What um, do you want to talk about? So I had to say the bottom of the schedule, but I don't know. I think it's been like I have the crash of September seventh is what we talked about with Pat. So that was heck. I mean, that could have been like three weeks ago. It was ages ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. And that was the one that was we actually had two crashes since the last time we've talked, I think. Um that one was like the the first one where all the shorts got or the longs got liquidated. And we dropped from like fifty-three to forty-two, like pretty fast. Um, and then I got I was at the doctor's office and I started getting texts from everyone, including Trey. Yeah. <laughs> His was kind of a joke, but everyone else's wasn't. And I was getting the frustrated because like we had just went up like thirteen thousand and then no one texts me. Literally no one, like, hey, thanks for making <laughs> me all this money. But and then right when they lose any money, I get all these texts like saying what's going on? Is it going to zero? Like, but Trey just did it as a joke, I think, but I guess we'll, or maybe not. We might not ever know. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. for anyone listening, if crypto ever drops more than like 5,000 at any point in time, just text Jason and be like, what the freak, man, what's going on? Like, let's all just agree <laughs> to do that. Cause it's hilarious. Cause even like, if you Jason, don't have any invested. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't have any invested, <laughs> just make sure you just text Jace. Anytime it's like, there's a round of 5,000 or so drop. Just hit him up and just be like, dude, what the heck, man? What's going on? Send him screenshots of charts. Honestly, just send him random charts. Like start Googling charts that you might not even be connected to Bitcoin and just send them to him and act like you, like something bad's happening just to really mess with him. Cause Jace gets real frustrated by that. And it's hilarious. Very. Um, uh, one text I did, I think this was the second. So there was another crash, like a couple weeks after that. I don't even remember when it was but it was more due to the China stuff going on, which we can talk about a little bit as well. But uh, after that one, I believe Wyatt, one of our uh, whale hunters texted me and I got, I was very happy about his text. He, he hadn't texted me once and he just said, so how much more should I buy? And I was like, that's, that's what I like to hear right there. Cause that's someone that really believes in what we're doing really believes in like the long-term prospects. He isn't worried about the up and down numbers mm -hmm. of the, the week or even the month. Um, and so I told him my honest answer at that time, I think we were at like 39,000 and the China stuff was kind of scary. I didn't really know what was going on. So I told him that he probably should, it's dipping, but I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the China stuff. So, but now we're back up to 51,000. So I hope Wyatt bought a lot more. And, and that's why we're going to, we're going to give Wyatt, uh, the first ever most improved crypt bro award. <laughs> Uh, so why it's the winner of that, our inaugural most improved crypt bro of the week. He's came a long yep. way with this crypto game. Uh, if you yeah. guys remember early on in season one, you know, he didn't know what the heck was going on. He came in. I think he, <laughs> I think he picked something that wasn't a crypto. I think Austin did that, didn't he? No, he picked the, uh, army coin or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you're right. He just picked a I stock. Think, I think Wyatt picked something that was like a stock that Mm -hmm. had something to do with crypto he did yeah but it wasn't a coin or yeah. anything yeah so he's came a long way he came yeah. on he asked some questions he asked some okay questions some really bad questions uh <laughs> and that's all right because now here he is the most improved crypt bro of the week wyatt crop that's beautiful everybody yeah, everybody wyatt. listening if you're driving in your car whatever you're doing start clapping just give give wyatt a round of applause that's a that's an awesome award so mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of benefits too come with that. Um, 
we haven't figured them out yet, but there is some good benefits. Some really good benefits, to be honest. Um, really so good. One thing I was talking about there was the China thing. Um, this is kind of like all financial markets, which I kind of wanted to, in season two kind of touch a little bit more on just because, I mean, kind of one, one thing our number one source says, Tyler S., um, crypto doesn't like operate in a vacuum. Um, there's a lot of other things that affect it. Um, especially since it's not like it's still pretty young. So like when the whole market moves, crypto is going to move a little bit. It's not really decoupled completely from it. So I don't know if anyone was paying attention, but a couple of weeks ago, Evergrande, you, you heard a little bit about it, right? A little bit. Yeah. The Evergrande is a big like uh, real estate company in China and they basically had like $300 billion worth of debt that they had accumulated and they couldn't pay it back. They literally just hadn't, didn't, weren't making any money. Uh, they're buying, I don't know. Have you, did I send you the pictures of the ghost cities? Uh-uh. Those are pretty crazy. Like there's literally just massive cities in China that no one lives in because these That's big cool. real estate companies are like building these places, but no one can afford to move there because the prices are so outrageous. So they're just going under like all these real estate companies are just making no money. Why are they doing that? It really doesn't don't. make any sense at all. <laughs> like, I, I, so what Tyler S was saying is like, it's like a culture thing in China is like, the thing is to like, that you don't want to own any, like you don't own anything. You want to own real estate. So like your the culture thing is to like, you don't own nice cars. You don't own nice watches. Like you're judged by how much real estate you own. Mm-hmm. So like I could own, if I own 10 houses, that means my status is elevated like substantially. So I guess these companies thought like, Hey, if we build these big cities, and all these people are going to come buy it because they want their uh, status to be elevated, but no one did it. And so literally these are cities the size of like, like a small American city, like, uh, I don't know, maybe Austin or something like that. And just no one lives there. 900,000. Like, I mean, I don't mean there's no one there. So it's zero, Yeah. but like, yeah, like the size, like the buildings and stuff are that big. Dang. Yeah. And just no one's there. Huh? That's crazy, kind of dude. crazy. Yeah. So that's how I mean, like are they gonna lower the it, price at any point? Should we uh, go buy some Chinese real estate? <laughs> I mean it's pretty expensive. Should like should we wait until something happens? Maybe we get rich off crypto, go buy some Chinese real estate, buy enough of it so that it elevates our status enough that we actually become Chinese royalty. What do you um, think? I don't know. I would I wouldn't be I would be interested to look into it for sure. You, you did say that your wife has been picking up extra shifts. So, yeah. uh, I mean, just maybe she could pick up a few more and we could go buy some <laughs> Chinese real estate. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Newman regional health rates could easily pay for some, some of these ghost cities. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, every time there's a like ghost city or just like an abandoned area or something, you know, you know what I always think would be the coolest way to take advantage of that? Yeah. What? big like team like five team paintball matches that would be yeah, so sick sure. just like like mult like a week long you have like five different squads out there and you just like winner take all paintball match winner gets one bitcoin that would be unreal yeah you could easily like um have like a hunger games type in these cities mm-hmm. here I'll, I'll show this i mean all you right. can't really tell it okay you can't really tell that it's empty in this Cause it just looks like a city. Yeah. But it's like a big, it's like a big, uh, it's like an aerial shot. Where did, where was like all this land that they were just like, 
Like that's, I mean, that just seems weird for them to acquire enough land to be like, let's build a city here. Yeah. And then you think you would like start small, like, Hey, let's see if someone buys this amount and then we'll build on not just all at once. Yeah. Like the traditional way where you just have one of those communities where they copy paste the houses next to each other, you know, and it's like, it's called like Meadowbrook lawns or something. Yeah. That's what this looks like. But like they did it all at once. Like you have to enable me to share. You have to enable me to share. Dude, I'm not enabling you to share. (laughs) try it now yeah that is pretty wild though um are like they're like just copy pasted yeah skyscrapers? Like, can you holy see it? cow yeah dude that looks so weird there's just there's just no one there that looks like somebody messed around on photoshop and came up with that as a joke like they were just like making memes and they're like oh let me just put all these same buildings next to each other i know but there's like big stories on it and stuff here's another one huh so how does how is this impact in crypto? So yeah, I guess that's important. Um, let me get. Back yeah, it depends. To it. Depends why 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 the viewers are listening. Some of them might be real estate buffs, and they're finally like, "Man, this is sick. This is what I've been waiting for." <laughs> um, I'm trying to just get back to the dang Zoom. I'm not good at Zoom. Jeez, dude. Okay, either way. Um, so yeah, but basically, it impacts it because the stock market kind of like crypto hasn't technically de like coupled from the stock market yet. And people were thinking this was going to be like another 2000 because what happened in 2008 was basically, uh, I can't remember the Lyman brothers, I believe accumulated like $600 billion worth of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't pay it back. And that was cause like the mortgage, all that crap where people weren't paying, they couldn't afford the mortgage. Uh, we talked about it with the big short kind of thing that was happening. Um, and they went under, bunch of real estate companies went under stock market crashed. That's when Bitcoin was created because of all that. Um, so long-term this stuff's really good for Bitcoin actually, because like, this is exactly why Bitcoin was created. So people can't do this. So like there's actually a backing to the dollar. Like, so things can't just, we can't just continue to print money and like allow people to do this with no, um, like risk risks, I guess. Um, so these people, um, there's this, this one's 300 billion, but people are saying there's just a bunch more Chinese companies that are doing this as well. And so if that were all to be true and they couldn't pay back and Chinese, the Chinese government doesn't just bail them out, which is probably what's going to happen is the Chinese government's just going to bail them out because they're communist and, um, they can do that, I guess, because they kind of control everything. So they just won't let it happen. Really. They won't let their whole, uh, stock market crash just because this one company, um, but if that were to happen, then Bitcoin would probably crash a little, uh, like, um, temporarily. And that's why it did crash for, I don't know, a week or so because people were speculating that that might happen. And the Evergrande's still not out of the woods. They have like a 30 day buffer period to pay off their debt. And so we're kind of in, in that right now, that buffer period. So I'm, I'm guessing they're going to get bailed out, but I don't know. Dude, thinking of, uh, like talking about major debt issues, you know? You know, something that's like crazy, we probably should talk about a little bit. I don't know a ton about it, but the U.S. government is yeah. scheduled to run out of money on what, like October 18th or something? Yeah, that was a, that was a, that all of that was going on at the same time as Evergrande. So that was kind of all why the stock market was kind of crashing. Do you like, do you know any details on the U.S. one? Maybe we should research that and get back uh, a little bit because Tyler, I mean, I just kind of get a decent amount of my information from other sources, mainly. Tyler S does a good job of covering everything. Mm-hmm. 
but essentially, um, so yeah, we're basically going to run out of money and we have two options. Either we can, uh, raise the debt ceiling and print more and just continue to like, not act like we can just print money forever and then inflation will just keep going up. And then eventually we might enter hyperinflation or at some point we're just going to have to like, be like, Hey, we're, we need to like stop doing this and take on like, take like whatever, like bad things are going to come our way temporarily and take it on the chin and then find a better solution. Maybe like the Bitcoin standard or something like that. That's just an example of like actually having a backing to the dollar so that we don't can't just print it whenever we want. Um, but yeah, so like we're basically what they're going to vote on is if they're just going to like raise the debt ceiling again, essentially. Hmm. And then we have the infrastructure bill that's getting voted on still. I think, it, I don't know if it passed. It was like a $1.8 trillion um, infrastructure bill. And then there was like a 3.6 uh, uh, trillion portion of that as well. The, the, uh, I think the house or the, the Democrats in the house were trying to get, uh, put in with like uh, schooling and free education and stuff like that. But I don't think that part's going to pass. This is, I mean, this is going to have like huge impacts on everyone. If this happens, this has been kind of like low key. If it raised the debt, like it's happened multiple times though, since like 2008, like we just didn't really think and realize it. Oh. Like, I don't know if you remember in high school, like I think our senior year, the government shut down for like I do multiple weeks. Yeah. Because like that, because this, like, they were like debating on like if they should like raise the debt ceiling. They didn't have enough money. Like government just ran out of money. So they just shut down. It's like, this is kind of the same type of situation. Um, so do you think they'll just raise the debt ceiling and just keep, keep on keeping on? Um, probably. Yeah. Which like, like I kind of said to you, it's just like, which is like bad. I hate, like, I don't want that to happen long-term by any means, but like, selfishly i do like kind of like just want bitcoin to finish the bull run at least before they uh before they do anything drastic that's kind of that's another thing i was going to ask you about at this point because it just keeps happening where it gets around like 51 53 and then goes back down should i just sell everything right now at 51 and and play a play a like a drop back down to like 43 now it's only got to 53 once but it's been around 50 a bunch of times, right? Like it's cracked 50 well, a think, few times now. Well, it's cracked, cracked 50 like beginning of September and then it dropped all the way down. And then it got back up to like 47, dropped down. And then this is the, lot, the second time it's hit 50. So I, so I shouldn't sell everything, huh? I, I mean, you can, <laughs> but I would say, I would say no. I shouldn't, I shouldn't turn my, my Satoshi into a couple million liquid. I shouldn't do that. No, because I do remember you like last week saying you're not selling one satoshi ever yes yeah, correct it's i was tr i was trying to give off like a john dutton yellowstone vibe like not one satoshi you know because he's always talking yeah. about not selling one, not one acre yeah or one acre yeah or eight inch i mean an inch is smaller than an acre so yeah i, I don't know how serious he is so maybe it's an inch maybe it's an acre but 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 yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But Bitcoin's at a good place right now. So, I mean. Yeah, we're in. So September is like historically a really bad month for stocks, crypto, basically everything. And I'm not, no one really knows why. I think at this point, it's just like a, a thing that like a self-fulfilled prophecy. Like everyone knows it's supposed to be bad. Mm -hmm. So everyone like factors that in. 
and then just expects it to be bad. So like maybe people just like sell because it's supposed to be bad. And now we're just kind of living in like a thing where we just make it happen, you know? Wow. Do you think that's a testament to retail investors? Yeah, I think so. We're shocking the market. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing if you, cause you know, I'm a big fan of the the golden age of uh, bodybuilding, you know, like just classic, like eighties, nineties, just Arnold, just pumping iron, you know, it feels like you're coming, like you're coming mm-hmm. in the gym. You know what I mean? Arnold yeah. said that, not me. You guys can go look at the quote. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing he always said is he said, sometimes I go in and I'll put 250 to 275 on the bar first set to shock my body. I don't want yeah. my body to know everybody who go 135, 225, 315, the body knows, you know what I mean? And that's a spot on Arnold impersonation. It was, I mean, so, so he was pretty good. I'll go in and I put 275 and I shock the body right now. We're shocking the market. Arnold's probably behind this. Do we have any? Do we have any information if Arnold's behind this? I haven't seen anything, but it could easily be on like the dark like uh, message boards that you're kind of more into. Yeah. So Get to the to Satoshi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of crazy that you brought that up because like you said, shock like uh, supply shock is like actually like a big thing. I don't know if you knew that at all. Of course I did. Yeah. Supply <laughs> supply shock is like a huge thing going on right now. So like. Basically, like long-term holders, like big whales and like people that have held for over 155 days, which actually we just now fell into. So good job. We're considered long-term holders now. Woo! Yeah. So we Why just it like flipped over. Our most improved Crip Bro of the week. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm not sure what that date is exactly, but I think it's like beginning of May. If you bought in like the beginning of May, you're considered now considered a long-term holder. Nice. So like like through all the, for all the on-chain analysts, when they do their little algorithms and stuff, um, where when they, LTHs. When they push their little buttons and play with their little numbers. Yeah, so LTHs and whales and big, like people that are like proven not to sell like over the long term now hold like the most Bitcoin they've ever held. So like basically what it's saying is like, these people aren't going to sell. So, but like, um, so these people aren't going to sell. So if that happens, then there's a small amount of Bitcoin that is being moved. And so the supply is the same and the demand is going to go way up because there's a lot less that are going to be filtering around, you know? So then like, so if the price starts going up a little bit, we're going to hit that like frenzy stage where it starts hitting the news again, where everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I need Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin's back. And then all the retail, yeah. All the retail investors are going to fly back in, but there's not going to be much Bitcoin for them to buy. So the prices mm-hmm. are just going to go crazy high really fast. Then that's when we start selling. They, they ride it up for a little bit, think they're going to be rich. And then and they don't know what they're doing. Down on they face. don't know what yeah. they're doing, dude. Bunch of dummies trying to, trying to cash in on our freaking long play. Get yep. real. So all yep. of you guys listening, we, <laughs> you're in on it. You're not one of those little dorks who's going to try and get a little slice of the pie. So go get in now. Get in a little early before that frenzy hits. Go ahead and pump it up a little bit, you know. Get people starting to think about it. Then all of these little dorks who just want a little piece of the Bitcoin pie, they're going to come flocking in like a, like those those uh, birds on Finding Nemo, you know. Mm. Mine, 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 mine. That's what it's going like. to be like. But there's and only going to be one fish. There's only going to be one fish. And guess what? We're already holding that dang fish. We got freaking sushi on our plate. We're eating eating like kings. Meanwhile, they're just all, mine, mine. They think they're doing something. 
That bad boy goes, boop, 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 boop. We cash out, take a boatload of profits. All right. We take a boatload of profits. We head down to Costa Rica, build a compound, start living large. Meanwhile, it's crashing because we're freaking, we're already out and they don't know what to do. They're freaking out. Everyone's texting Jace, which I do support. Even if you got out <laughs> in plenty of time and made profits, go ahead and still text Jace. Send that him still a happens with Doge. That happens with Doge. I sold all my Doge, but people are like, what's happening, bro? Like, who is what, in on Doge? On? <laughs> a lot of people on my team still are in on Doge. All right. Respect to them. Long-term <laughs> holders of the Doge. Um, but yeah, dude. And we're living large, eating like kings in Costa Rica. Meanwhile, all on these a compound. Dorks, I don't like how compound. you call it a compound. Yeah, on a compound, dude, <laughs> where we all we all wear just like white linen shirts and we walk around in fields of tall grass and we hold hands and we talk about all the money we've made and how much and how you know the world's just one love. And we, we farm, utopia. <laughs> we farm, we farm vegetables, uh, and, and everyone just, you know, does their job to make sure that the community is, is, uh, living the best. And me and Jace get to sit in real big, big chairs that resemble kind of thrones and everyone brings us gifts because we help we help them get there, you know, and they kind of like, they tell us how much they love us and stuff like that. And <laughs> we don't have to do as much work as everyone else necessarily, but like, that's, that's fair, right? Because I mean, we helped everyone get there. So no one has a problem with it. And it's just a really great time. And we eat like Kings and that's, what's going to happen the, until the next bull market. And then we get back in the game. Yep. Then, then we get down and dirty, dude. We roll up yep. the sleeves on our white linen shirts and we hit the markets again. Mm -hmm. And that's the plan. I mean, I, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I agree, dude. <laughs> um, like, uh, so bring up Doge. Doge is a really good, like small example of how like the frenzy starts. Like, I don't know if it was like where you were at. I don't know where you were in Fayetteville at that time, but like, you remember that like few days, like, well, there was one, there was a, there was one in January where it kind of went crazy and mm -hmm. a lot of people were talking about it, but the one in, uh, when we were already in for a long time and then it happened again in like April or whatever, when it went up to like 70 cents and literally every per every person I knew almost that was decently like technological had Twitter, like knew about Doge. Yeah. Knew nothing about crypto, but everyone was downloading Coinbase, FTX, anything they could get their hands on just to buy Doge. Like, cause they thought it was going to the moon or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's like a small example of like how the frenzy will work out once it like gets rolling. It's insane that like, cause that first frenzy, I literally remember us getting in at like a little bit less than two cents yeah. and then watching a streamer like live. And it was just like, everyone was going crazy about Doge, like in his chat and stuff. And he like watched it get up to seven cents. And that was crazy. Like that was our first frenzy. But then you're right. Yeah. Everyone was like, everyone knew about it at 70 cents. It's crazy to think that a lot of people's intro to cryptocurrency was Dogecoin and not yeah. Bitcoin. That is crazy to think about like to them. Cause you're always going to have that, like, uh, that like first impression bias, you know, where it's like, there's a little bit of you. That's always like, that's their main thing is Dogecoin. It's crazy that there's probably a group of people, especially probably on like Reddit and stuff. That's just diehard Dogecoiners who still never really made the crossover to Bitcoin. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. It's like 80% of the people on my team that bought Dogecoin really didn't make the, the jump over to any other meaningful crypto. And you know, so, you know uh, what those 80% of people are going to do here in a little bit? They're going to jump into ETH. They're going to come running over, dude. Just so the thing, I, what I do expect is I don't think everyone's going to jump into Bitcoin. I think everyone's going to jump into like 
Cardano or something like that, or VeChain even, like if VeChain gets on Coinbase because it's it's like just cheap to the eye. And like, even though it's like, even though you can't think of it as like, oh, I, I, I need to own, because um, like a lot of people think, oh, I own three million Shibas, so I'm going to be rich. Mm. Like that's, that you can't think of it like that. You have to think of it as just like percent move. It's like if Bitcoin goes from 50,000 to 52,000, that's like a, I don't know, 6% move, which is a pretty good move. So you make 6% of whatever, how much money you put in it. That's how you have to think about it. So, but I do think a lot of like new people are just going to look at Bitcoin and think, ah, that costs too much for me. And they're going to jump into like ETH's a little cheaper. So maybe ETH, Cardano, Solana, and then even VeChain's like the cheapest right now. So I think if VeChain becomes like possible on like Coinbase or something, I think VeChain could be a possibility to just people start aping into it because it is cheap. Um, but I, that's my like guess of what's going to happen in the coming months, I guess. People I think Bitcoin's still going to go crazy, but... You're, you're saying people are going to ride that frenzy into another altcoin that's just... Yeah. Because that's a 100% real thing. I feel that way sometimes whenever I'm looking at like, like, like obviously I have Bitcoin. That's where most of my money is and then Ethereum. But to be honest, like I do have a decent amount of VeChain. So that would be sick if that pops off. But it is like, like out of all these random altcoins I could pick, I'm never going to pick one necessarily that has like a super high cost because there's enough to choose from that have decent use cases at this point that it's like, I do want to own like a large amount because there is something sexy about being like, if this hits a dollar, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, that's, that is pretty sick. Like obviously Shiba is a good example of that where it's like, I do, I think I own like a bunch of million of yeah. sheep. So if it is a dollar, I'm out of here, dude. I'm in Costa yeah, Tyler, Rica by myself. Tyler S was make was because Shiba actually has went up 150% in the last like two days for some reason. No one nice. really knows why. But Tyler S was like get going, getting real mad at people today. Like he was like memeing them because like, he's like, all you people that think Shiba's going to a dollar, I don't think any of you realize, none of them realize how market cap works. And there's like, so there's, I think mean, there's like an insane, I don't even know, like quadrillion Shiba Inu coins or something like that in circulation. Yeah. So there's, the mar- uh, it goes beyond a million, beyond a billion. So what's past a, a billion? Trillion. Okay, so it's three hundred ninety-four trillion seven hundred ninety-six billion Shiba in circulation. Yeah, so like the market cap of that for the market cap of Shiba to get to a dollar would have to be like half a quadrillion. That's crazy. So like, and like, so and Bitcoin right now is only like at one trillion. So like, it's just not, it's not possible. And some people, but but in some people's head, it's like it's only a dollar. Like it's not that hard to get it to a dollar, but it really is like possible so is is this a strategy for picking altcoins does anyone pick just altcoins that have the least amount of circulating supply uh some people like litecoin only has uh 84 84 million i think hmm yearn finance has thirty six thousand in circulation isn't it pretty expensive though yeah it's like thirty one thousand dollars yeah so yeah, that's the, like that's that's the point of like supply shock too. So like, obviously the le- the little mo- the smaller amount of coins there are, and the more demand there is, the higher the that's just like what dictates price. So like uh, Ethereum, a big thing with Ethereum right now is like, um, the update over the summer, and then when ETH 2.0 comes on, um, they started like burning ETH coins, so it became deflationary instead of inflationary. 
So ETH is like gaining value now because um, it's the system is like burning coins as we speak because to make it deflationary instead of inflationary. So that's why ETH's like a lot of people are saying ETH's going to uh, pass Bitcoin market cap by the end Damn. of the year. Not in price, in market cap. Should, should we dump some more in ETH or what? I mean, I have been a little bit, but fair enough. I mean, I've like, I, I'm like, at this point, like I sometimes feel like, dang, I should probably put more in, but I've legitimately like exhausted 90% of my funds. So like, I'm pretty dang. content. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know one thing. Did I talk about my 401k on the last podcast? No, but you sent me a picture of it. Yeah. I started a Roth IRA through or Roth mm-hmm. 401k. I think is technically what it is through just my work. Cause they like match a certain amount, whatever, trying to be responsible. How much do they match? Uh, like up like 50% of 7% or something like that. So like if I like, like they up this, so that was, I get how that was like a 60% of the time it works every time type of thing. But it's like, if I contribute 10% of my check to it, they will match 50% of that 10%. So if I, so if I contribute a hundred dollars, they'll pay 50. So every time I'm doing 150, yeah. Not bad, but uh, freaking looked at my Roth 401k. I'm down like 5%, dude. I would have more money if I never invested right now. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, crazy to I, think I told about. you that because you put in right when the Evergrande thing happened. Literally, like I think you started it like a couple weeks before maybe. Yeah, so, so like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I it, think you'll be fine in the long term. Yeah, uh, like if I was like trying to, do this as a short-term thing then yeah i'd be screwed but obviously it doesn't matter ultimately that just means that like the next deposit that got made was even like was at a five percent cheaper buy so that's kind of sick but yeah it's kind of funny to think about because like we're the you know anti uh centralized finance traditional investing type of guys and i start a traditional savings and immediately lose five percent of my money so thanks a lot Thanks a lot, stock market. Hey, Warren Buffett, you think we forgot about you, you freaking loser? What's that guy been doing? That guy's been sitting on his hands this this past year. This dude, this dude took a break. He's COVID happened. Warren Buffett's nowhere to be found, huh? He's not helping the this people. Guy's, this guy's probably going to be one of the guys that tries to come in at the end, and we sell all of our Bitcoin too. Yeah, yeah. Our dude. our, our three hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin, we sell it right to Warren. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, I got you. Here's one on sale, Warren. Here's a good deal. He'll freaking hit his hit his hospital hospital bed that he doesn't even he's not even in the hospital. He just has one at his house so he can sit up and watch TV in bed and eat Jello, and so he just <laughs> like moves it up to a sitting position and then is like, "I'll take one Bitcoin, sir." And then guess what? We're chilling in Costa Rica, hanging out, white linen shirts, and then on the outside of our big pearly gates and fences that we have surrounding our compound to, to make sure, you know, no one we don't want in gets in. <laughs> Guess who's there just trying to peep through a little, a little creep hole, a little peeping Tom over there looking through the gate, Warren Buffett, because he wants to come play. Yeah, right, Warren. You're not invited, dude. Simple as that. I was guessing it might be Billy too, but what's he up to? Dude's still trying to figure out how much milk costs. He, you think that guy's going to get in on Bitcoin? That guy's like, he's literally been getting hustled on his milk for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No chance. Yeah, yeah he, is a, he is a milk guy. 
that like like some dude swindled him into like being like yeah yeah i i have the best milk on the market <laughs> billy's been paying 100 bucks a gallon for milk for the last <laughs> 10 years confirmed um one one other thing i wanted to talk about a little bit was okay. uh your um thoughts on nfts i hate nfts overall just like just like maybe like nfts are very confusing so like maybe just like a They're very brief they kind of they are like confusing because people don't understand what they are or why mm-hmm. people even care about them okay so you so want maybe to... just a brief that de- yeah maybe just a brief definition of what you would think they are and why you don't like them. okay so hi i'm trey and today i'm going to talk a little bit about nfts uh nft stands for a non-fungible token essentially the way i understand nfts are it's basically like a digital asset that someone creates um, and then you buy the exclusive rights to said asset so now you are like the ultimate owner of that digital asset it can come in a lot of different forms uh some of the popular things you might see i've seen a lot of like playing card style nfts where people will make like these digital trading cards and maybe it'll be like your favorite entertainer like maybe me and jace and here's one thing legitimately me and jace could go make an nft like we could have the tray average joe's crypto trading card nft and the jace average joe crypto trading card nft and then we could sell it to everybody but whoever buys it it's like the exclusive owner of said nft now, this is why I don't like NFTs necessarily. I don't necessarily like consumerism and materialism that much. It's just something that I like, you know, I got problems with out here in the real world, not even just in the digital world. And I think NFTs are like the ultimate form of like, like materialism in the digital space because all you're buying them for is to own them. I know that the main people, the main thing people are doing with NFTs right now are just buying them so they can sell them a week later. Cause for some reason they're hot and they just pop off. So like coach Harris, uh, like Tyler Harris, I think he's been making like a, quite a, some fat stacks off NFTs and everything. Cause he's just been playing that game, which like, honestly, if you're going to get an NFTs, do that, I guess, and just make money. But I think they're lame as could be. Cause it's literally just like, Oh, I own this product. It's like the most hype beast thing ever, dude. It's like, the people who buy like the Supreme brick, you know, like just random Supreme product. Cause they're like super exclusive limited edition just to say like, Oh, I own that thing. Like that's like, I, I hate that stuff. I think that stuff's really bad. And this is kind of like the weird digital version. So that's why I don't like NFTs personally. What do you think, Jace? Yeah. So I've heard it explained a few different ways, like from decent, from decently smart people, but um, you've heard it from decently smart people. You just heard it from an incredibly smart person. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's probably oh, the best explanation for so far. But um, so what do you think about like, um, just like a question, like how do, what's your thoughts on like art as like a, a store of wealth? Cause like people have used art as like a store of wealth before. Mm-hmm. So I, I think art um, is different in the sense that like art can like motivate, inspire, you can derive meaning from art. So like if I go buy a picture of the great wave, which is like a very, very popular like Japanese painting of like this beautiful wave and has like some sailors and Mount Fuji in the background, all this stuff. Like in my personal opinion, I don't think you should buy it as a store of value. Like I just, I'm not into that, I guess, for some reason. It probably would be smart, 
But like the reason I would think that that's a cool thing to have is because you can like look at it and reflect on it and stuff and like actually like use your brain to sit there and like contemplate things based on the art you're seeing. So like, that's kind of my take on art. I get that. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm towing a fine line here where it's like, I'm saying this, but it's like, honestly, someone could probably argue against that, but I don't know. That's kind of my take. What it like, what do you think on that? That NFTs or art? Art. I mean, all just all of the above, I guess, just I in know. general. Kind of, kind of torn on NFTs. I've heard some good, some people like make good explanations about it and I couldn't like reword it how they did to like make a good case for it. But I understand like what you're saying too. Cause like when I first heard about him, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like why, why, why would I rather own a, a trading card um, online than why, why would I just not want to own one that I can just hold in my hand? Like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. way more powerful. Um, yeah. I just think it's way more powerful to own something that I can actually touch. But also, I don't know. Some people think it's uh, just easier like uh, for transactions and it's like easier to like um, pass things along, I guess, through on- online, I guess. A lot of people are, think that's a lot easier nowadays. Um, I don't, I guess I don't have like a strong opinion either way right now. Zed Run's like really the only one I'm involved in, but Zed Run makes pretty, sense. It's interactive doing though. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, um, <laughs> And like my take on NFTs and stuff is like largely influenced just by my own personal like philosophy and belief, I guess. You know what I mean? So that's one reason. Like ultimately, I don't necessarily think NFTs are ridiculous. I think if you kind of have beliefs that I have, I guess, then you think they're ridiculous because it's just like, I don't want anything to do with that type of stuff. My other take, I guess, for like physical art versus like an NFT type of art type of thing would be, I'm going to go like big marketing guy here. And like Seth Godin has this quote where basically he talks about like people don't, like it's a quote on top of a quote. He like did the the classic uh, Michael Scott, like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, Who's the original guy that said that? The hockey player? Wayne uh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, you know, like the double quote. Mm -hmm. Seth Godin did that to a guy. So I can't remember the original guy. Basically it's like people don't buy a quarter inch or they don't buy a quarter inch drill bit. They buy a quarter inch hole in their wall. You know what I mean? Like they want the thing that the thing they buy does. But then if you go a step beyond that, people don't even want a hole in the wall in their wall. They want the ability to put a shelf up so that they can put a picture of their family on it. So that whenever they walk by, they feel happy and feel good because they have like their family like on display there and they like take pride in it, that stuff. So people are actually buying like the emotion that goes uh at like after the end product you know like they're like proud of their family all that stuff so i think with physical art you like in a in a sense you're getting more of that like i'm not buying this to have it i'm buying this to like put it up and like feel stuff because of it i don't see how you could get any of that from nfts so there's like an aspect of it where i'm like i think part like a big aspect of stuff like important things are missing whenever you're just dealing with like digital assets like that mm-hmm. kind of my take i don't know yeah i'm not sure how many people are like actually buying nfts just to like um like buy have. them i guess to say they have them like i mean i'm sure i oh, what Raul powell said it kind of was like a thing of like uh it's like with all the nfts if you go to OpenSea and you go to like stats it'll show you all the, the communities and that's a big thing, I guess, is what Rel Powell said. He's like an old Goldman Sachs executive and he's a big into crypto now. 
but he says like the main thing that draws people is the communities because you want, you want to be, a lot of people just want to be a part of something like mm -hmm. um, a lot of people work a nine to five job. They don't have like a lot of community. They just go home to their, to their family. And, but like, they don't have any, they don't, they just live in this like box. And so that they want to like get out of that box and be a part of a, they want to have a sense of like community. And so all of these different communities, like the board API club, uh, there's like obviously way more expensive ones. I think the board API club and, uh, the punks or whatever, uh, something punks are like very exclusive, like hundreds and thousands of ETH, like just to buy one. So those are different, but there's tons of different communities. And then there's discords. It's like for all the communities, so you can communicate with all the people that are in your, uh, community and own the same thing that you do so i guess that's one reason why people would want to get into them because you can like find uh so like there's dog ones gorilla ones monkey ones uh sports ones like as you find something that interests you uh with a good community and maybe like there's a reasoning behind it there but besides that i would say it's mainly like what you said earlier is people are just getting in to make a quick buck and yeah. uh, flip them so I would say, I don't, I don't know any other reason like why you'd want to, cause like you said, there's nothing there of like that you can feel a sense of motivation or purpose or emotion. Like you can't, I don't, I don't know how you really get emotionally attached to an NFT necessarily that doesn't do anything. I mean, I'm kind of emotionally attached to Minnesota lucky my horse cause he keeps winning, but I hated my other two horses. So I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, you're kind of a bad stable owner. Let's be honest. Minnesota Lucky's on a on a heater. Are you? Am I going to get that horse or what? Yeah, that was part of the thing tonight. We're going to run out of time. Yeah, let's talk about it real you quick. Got, you got to set up a MetaMask hey, account. What's it going to take for me to get this bad Larry anyways? You got to set up a MetaMask account. Man, dude. <laughs> Jeez. It's not that hard. Seems like it because it hadn't happened yet. You do have to... Uh, write down your uh, recovery phrase. So that's going to be a hard part of it, I guess. Yeah. Last time I had to write down some stuff, you punked me. What was that? You told me you like wrote it on a tree or something. So oh, I did yeah. the same. Made me look yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. That was in Fayetteville too. And you moved. Yeah. So I, if I would need to go recover that, I got to fly to Fayetteville, literally go find this tree. Hope that, hope that it's still there. And hope that no one stole it already. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, so you got to create MetaMask. And then I think you can easily attach your OpenSea account to your MetaMask account. And then I can just transfer it to you. Uh, how, about, how about everyone in crypto work to just simplify these processes? You know, anytime you want to do anything in crypto, there's at least three different things involved. You ever thought about that? Well, you don't have an account. Well, I'm just saying. When you oh. do anything, you have to have an account. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna first off uh, start my MetaMask, and then I will uh, uh, I'll upload ETH to the MetaMask, but then I'll actually transfer that over to be uh, Matic because then I don't have to pay the gas fees, and then I'll connect my <laughs> OpenSea, and at that point I should be able to transfer my Matic over to your MetaMask uh, through a smart <laughs> contract. So that'll be confirmed. Like there's so many steps, dude. That's kind of I will say that's like the downside of crypto. But listen, let's go that down to brass true, but, tacks. But I do think there's a learning curve. And once you get past that learning curve, like anything, it becomes pretty easy, actually. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. I th Like, 
like at the beginning when I first got on MetaMask, I was like, this is terrible. And I didn't really know how to interact at all. And now it's just pretty easy doing everything. So let's get down to brass tacks real quick. Mono e mono. What's it going to take for me to get that bad Larry off you? I already told you how much it costs. Yeah, no, I just like saying that line. I think that's the coolest <laughs> line I've ever said. I mean, but, the price has gone up a little bit for you. Well, I mean, it's the same amount of ETH. It depends how you do your business. Do you do your business in ETH or do you do your business in dollars? I operate in ETH. Okay, then the price is the same. I want, I want a little less ETH. <laughs> the price was 0. 0.033. So if you think of it in dollars, then it's actually going to cost more. But if you think of it in ETH, then it's the exact same as when I offered it to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the price of ETH's gone up, Ethereum's gone up. Yeah, I'm going to wait for a crash and then buy it from you real quick. <laughs> if, you, if you operate in ETH, then it doesn't matter, though. At that exact point in time, though, I got you. <laughs> you did. Yeah. How about that? That's how you win a negotiation, folks. You want to talk about Cool Valley, Missouri real quick? Uh, that was just an update on they, they got the thing passed. So nice. every citizen's getting $1,000 in Bitcoin. That's crazy. Good for them. Yeah. But good I think they have to hold it for five years. Well, I mean, that's good for them too. Probably better for like their long term, like, because all I would say at least what, what percent do you think would just buy something stupid with it real fast? I mean, like 99%, yeah. 98%. <laughs> like, they would just immediately get a thousand dollars out and then just go have a thousand dollars. Yeah. But, Dang, good for them. And that's why Cool Valley, Missouri is winning our crypto city of the week. So that <laughs> they're the inaugural crypto city of the week. Shout out Cool Valley, Missouri. Uh, if their governor is list or mayor is listening, uh, he has an open invite to the podcast. I did on- DM him on LinkedIn and then got nothing back. Jeez. What other You, what you other probably possible- should have done it though. Yeah. Because your LinkedIn's way more pristine than mine. I have a, I'm, a, I'm pretty popping on LinkedIn. Haven't been using it much lately because now I operate mostly on Instagram. But uh, yeah, gotta fire it back up to hit up the. And your old business, at your old uh, work, it was so it was crazy to me how serious people took LinkedIn. It was kind of funny. Yeah, like well, that was like our one of our main channels for some like for I guess just the type of marketing we did. So yeah, it was real serious. What was now that I one girl's name? Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay Wagman. She's like L3. the best LinkedIn ever person ever. Lindsay, the LinkedIn legend. Is yeah. legitimately what she got called by like everyone. <laughs> L3. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got no, anything other, else you want to say? Other possible guest, uh, Brooks Ellis, old. He said he was coming on, but then I just said, uh, I didn't really like follow up with it. I was just like, cool. Like we'll be in touch. So, but he didn't respond. But then this morning I said, so like, I just kind of followed up with like, when do you think you could do it? So we'll wait, we're waiting on a response there. Brooks Ellis, he was the, linebacker for the Arkansas Razorbacks back in um, uh, like early Brett Bielma days, I think. Like 2015-ish? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be sick. Another potential guest that we haven't reached out to yet, but I feel like I could probably get him on is Heisam Rita, who's a professional jiu-jitsu athlete. Um, he's sponsored by Bitcoin Cash, so he always rocks a Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. Cash. He always rocks a Bitcoin Cash rash guard when he competes. It's kind of sick. Interesting. Um, That'd be yeah. an interesting conversation because like Coach Harris used to own a lot of Bitcoin cash for some reason. And I was like, why? And he had no idea why. Yeah. I haven't really looked into it. <laughs> Heisman has like I would also just like to hear Heisman's story because 
he's like an interesting cat really really cool nice guy but he's like he's from ghana then lived in japan i think maybe his family's in japan or something um i did an interview with him for work and he like started speaking in japanese uh but now he lives in detroit and so i don't know that'd be sick so Potentially try to get him on maybe at some point. And then uh, who else are we going to bring on? Maybe Wyatt again? Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Ben Askren, yeah. We'll bring you on ben, saw Askren. ben Askren. I saw Ben Askren. I didn't talk to him, but I saw him. <laughs> that was the only time at Flow when I saw somebody and I got a little bit shook. Like, did you see kind of like, I wouldn't say people that are celebrities, but you meet people like if you're in this, like, this sphere, like I guess we are, you know, like whenever we're like, we're not into like the Kardashians. We're into like people like Ben Askren and like mm. all these jujitsu guys for me and stuff. And like, I saw, I walked out of the bathroom and he was just standing there and I was like, Whoa, what the freak is that Ben Askren? And I kind of just looked at him and then he kind of looked at me and then he started talking, but he was talking to someone over there and like, but kind of like looking around, not like looking at the person he's talking about. And I was like, you talking to me? Yeah. You talking to yeah. me? And then he like walked off and I was like, Oh, whew. but <laughs> So yeah. yeah and so then that would be that'd be cool. Then I pulled out of the parking lot and he freaking zooms <laughs> by me and I'm like, who's this guy on a scooter? He zoomed by on an electric scooter and flip-flops and on the phone, just weaving through traffic. Baller on like move. one of the paid ones, like city yeah. paid ones, right? Yeah, like the city yeah. paid ones. Baller move. So yeah, that would be sick when he comes on. Uh and then I think we're also getting Warren Buffett. He wants to defend his honor. Uh he said <laughs> that he's tired of all the trash talk and that he hasn't had the same voice that we have or the same platform because we got all those average Joes out there uh, listening, tuning in all the time, replaying episodes when we're not good about getting a new episode out there. You guys are just, that's awesome how you guys just crank them out. Yeah, we have, we have like one third of our listeners listen to 73% of our episodes uh, multiple times. So do those quick numbers. <laughs> well, let's get some technical analysis guys on to break that down. But, uh, but yeah, that's crazy. So thank you guys all for the support. Uh, Warren Buffett potentially coming on, wants to defend his honor because he doesn't have the type of platform we have. Uh, he's been trying to make some claims about us, but everyone just boos him, dude. He'll, he'll make a post on social media, which he's obviously not doing. That guy doesn't know how to use an iPhone. No way. And so he's, he's paying his assistant to post on Instagram. Immediately, everyone just goes, Ooh, yeah, boo in the comments. It's actually, if, if you guys could actually quit doing that, because it's like kind of getting like it gets sad, <laughs> you know. So, oh, so was yeah. that on Facebook? Oh, it's on all of them. All of them. What like what about Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp shutting down? That was crazy. Yeah, I was. That's why I brought that up. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it was like one of the barstool employees. I think it was Smitty. Uh, just crazily released like this very confident report that someone just deleted the code and it was gone forever. And like <laughs> Dave was like giving him a hard time and he was just like, only at Barstool will you like get like someone that just re- releases a blog about how Facebook can just be deleted with a click of one button. And it, it just came back on like an hour after that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It is kind of crazy what happened. They just got like removed from the index for a little bit kind of thing. Yeah, like, I kind of wish it I kind of wish it would have just stayed, but that would have been sick. I would have like for like a couple weeks if if Facebook and Instagram like went away forever, I think that would drastically change how businesses operate from here on out. Like it would be insane. Yeah. Everyone would have to rethink what they're doing. So, yeah. 
And we're going to leave uh, you guys with that. Well, or, one, or thing I thought was, thing. one thing I thought was uh, pretty funny is like, so, you know, like old people exclusively use Facebook, I but know like they people. don't have really, huh? I know old people. Yeah. So, but they have no other mediums of like uh, communication with the outside world, really. So mm-hmm. like you, they were probably definitely just trying to update their Facebook, but had no idea what was going on for like, however long that was going on, like if maybe eight hours. And they were probably, there was probably a lot of people very upset. Cause a lot of people will take Facebook very seriously. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I kind of so. like, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the Facebook thing. That's all right. We'll cover that. You have some a strong opinion time. on it too. I just hate when people live in Facebook more than they live in like real life. And they like, like there are certain people I feel like in my life where they're like, because I don't post on Facebook really like that. They're more upset that I don't post on Facebook than they are that they just don't <laughs> like talk to me. <laughs> like That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're literally like, like you, you should post know, more. We want to ask. We want to keep up with you. And I'm always like, when's the last time you invited me over for dinner? Like, what are we talking about here? This is crazy. If you want to hang out, I'll come. I'll fly to where you're at. Like, but, but yeah, I'll cash in a couple satoshi and just fly over, dude. Because I got it like that. You know what I mean? I hope. I wish. I can't wait till the day that a couple satoshi equals a flight. We'll be living pretty good. Flights are cheap these days. Are they? Kinda. For you, when you're on the business card. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. What can I say? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How about whenever you can buy a flight just with Bitcoin? That'll be a good day too. Yeah. All right. Give, give the people something to leave, to, something to take home with. Um, I don't have any like awe-inspiring uh, information or like uh, like – things to like go out into your day so i'll just say i think we're getting ready to october is getting ready to go into full effect and if you've been sticking with us since the beginning of this show i think you're gonna like it a lot and i think you're gonna get have a lot more money than when you did before but do something good with it don't just hoard it all for yourself maybe give back give back to your local uh boys and girls club um Mm -hmm. salvation army your mm-hmm. church, just do mm-hmm. something good with it. Don't just, don't just hoard it. I mean, you're not going to find any joy in that. No one's going to find any joy in hoarding that money. You're going to find joy in giving it back. So. Right. And if it does drop it all, make sure and text Jace and let him know about yeah, it. Yeah. That's the main thing. See you guys.